Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm coming to you live from the Hotel Panamera in Tulum, Mexico. And today's daily dose is on being in the listening. What I mean by that is I think many of us are conditioned to speaking, to uh, sharing our truth, our story, our agenda. And there's definitely an art to sharing your story which I'll talk about in a future episode. But this is inspired by what I've noticed of late, which is really around listening as it relates to social dynamics and knowing when to approach and how to approach so as to effectively be a battery in the context of a relationship. And specifically when it comes to, you know, perhaps strangers or people you're looking to cultivate relationship with. You know, with, with Global Citizen, we started off with just a vision. And nine months later, we're able to, you know, host some of the great musicians of our time from Neil Young to the Black Keys to the Foo Fighters to John Legend and many world leaders. And a lot of that came from reaching out to people who we did not know and enrolling them into a a broader vision. And a lot of that came down to, I would say, the skill set of being in the listening. And listening is really about knowing who someone is, knowing what they value, and approaching them from a place of giving in the spirit of that which they value. Now, when it comes to a stranger, oftentimes that information is not present. But there's a tremendous amount of information that's available to all of us just by observation, just by the art of listening. And so what I mean by that is if you look at someone's body language, if you look at uh, someone's demeanor, you can tell very much about where they're at, their state, if you will. There's a tremendous amount of research. Amy Cuddy talks about this around sort of gestures and positioning. And there's the notion of mirroring where you mirror someone else's body language um, and, and the evolution and development of rapport. And I think all of those are super helpful resources and super helpful tools to understand how our body language communicates. But what I would encourage is when you are looking to develop relationships and you're looking to um, you know connect with people that you aspire to connect with or if you're just out at a party and you want to be more social I actually have a challenge that I've given to a few friends who were looking introverts that were looking to develop the most uh, the muscle of being social and I gave them this challenge I said if why don't you introduce yourself to 10 strangers every day for 21 days and I said, you know, that's 210 people. I guarantee you at least a handful of those will become meaningful relationships if you take this exercise seriously. And what I found was the results are incredible. Why? It's largely because as you build the muscle, as you take your social relating skills to the gym, you developed a confidence and a way of being that is magnetic, that attracts others to you rather than feeling the need to um, chase, if you will, energetically. 
And what happens is, especially when you have no transactional intention, but simply come from a place of giving and curiosity, is you wind up generating profound synchronicities and situations that lead to results beyond your reckoning. You know, if you think of almost any close person in your life, any good friend, all of them started as strangers. Um, you know, many of us develop our, our great social connections through referrals, through connections uh, that are, you know, gestated by someone else that we know and trust. But when there isn't a knowing and a trusting, how you show up to a circumstance, that first impression is based entirely on your way of being. And that way of being is super important. That's grounded in all the inner work that we've talked about on previous episodes, the meditation practice, the journaling, the, the self-knowledge, the leadership development and training, you know, in my case, the men's work. But I get asked a lot because I've developed a comfort, which, by the way, wasn't natural to me. I was definitely an introvert. And, you know, my, my parents, when I was a kid, called me the Buddha because they would put me down in a corner and I would never cry or fuss. I would just observe. And what I've, my mom is still shocked to this day that I've become as social. And, and most people think of me as an extrovert. But I actually think of myself as an ambervert. And what I mean by that is I am profoundly extrovert once I've opted in and I'm social, but I need to go to my own place and recharge. I need to find my center. I need to do my morning routine, my practices, so that my state of being is such that when I go out and meet people and connect with people, and I judge a successful day oftentimes by the number of strangers I've had great interactions with or the, the beautiful you know social encounters that I've had and shared, you know, that, that has come to me through through practice and repetition and, and this, this art of being in the listening, the art of listening. And I think where that really what that really comes down to is listening from a place of hearing beyond the words, hearing the intention, hearing the feeling, hearing the state that someone is in. You know, listening for the social cues and triggers. And oftentimes, this is, this is an art form. Knowing when to approach and knowing when to exit an interaction are largely based on reading the social cues of rapport. And, you know, tactically, what I think that means is, you know, is someone standing by themselves? Are they open in their body language? This is a great time to approach, if so. And to do so in a harmless way, you know. Uh, to comment perhaps on something that's obvious and also something that may, by your place of listening, indicate whether or not someone's interested in a conversation. An example might be a piece of clothing. I might go up to someone and say, wow, that's, that's a beautiful, uh, that's a beautiful uh, blouse or a beautiful blazer. Where did you get it? You know? And if they say, you know, Paris, and that's a one-word answer, to me it's generally they're not really intrigued in, in furthering that conversation. If they say something like, ah, oh, Paris, I was on uh, actually this incredible trip and found this boutique and, oh, I love that place, something like that. Then it's almost like it's offering you things that you can pick up on to continue that conversation. You know, I might say, oh, I remember when I was in Paris and I was actually bicycling by this boutique and I saw this pair of sunglasses that I love to this day. Um, and I'll use it as a way of sort of riding a wave, if you will, of conversation, of surfing. You know, you're looking for 
the ideal wave to ride, in essence. You're looking for the point in time when your intention meets up with their, uh, their awareness and their openness and their willingness to proceed. How you approach is also super important, you know. I generally like to approach people either directly or from the side. I find that if I come behind someone, there's almost this reptilian response that leads to someone feeling shocked or, or perhaps startled or uh, it plays more into their fear. So in many ways, especially if like me, you're a taller a man, I want people to be disarmed, to feel safe. And a lot of that comes down to eye contact. It comes down to tone. It comes down to body language. And ultimately making someone feel safe in your presence. And that really, you know, again, is based largely on inner work, but also on this concept of listening. Listening to their body language. How are they responding to your uh, intention around conversation? A lot of this, by the way, is really based off of finding them in that moment or, again, to use the metaphor of surfing, finding the time in which in that moment their wave is cresting. A time not to approach is, in my experience, when they're enthralled in another person's company. You know, so I've, I've been, for example, deep in a story, in a narrative where I'm gesturing and I'm telling, you know, uh, uh, something that's obviously clearly in me surfing with another person on the wave and another person will come in cold and ask a question that's totally non-related to my story and it's a bit like someone dropping in on you surfing it's a bit like dropping in on a wave it's hard because even to keep them or incorporate them in the conversation is now out of natural flow um, and I see a lot of people do this, entering in at the, for example, what I would call the wrong time, not being uh, attentive to the social cues, not coming in from a place of listening to where people are at, and instead simply having an agenda or a point and coming in sort of awkwardly. So I want to encourage you guys, if you are looking to you know, generate life-changing relationships, and if you're looking to have you know, the courage to approach more people, um, which I know obviously in this day and age is something that we deeply yearn for and is a little bit trickier given that this is being recorded in a time of pandemic. But all of us, even if we're out and about, and I think perhaps now more than ever, need that social interaction, need that kindness of strangers. And so, you know, simply giving someone a sincere and gracious compliment, even if that means nothing, even if it means simply just sharing it, as long as you do it from a place of purity and pure intention, it can be a beautiful exchange, you know. I will often say to someone, hey, I love your, you know, I, I saw a guy today who had these very cool sunglasses, and I was like, oh, man, I love your, your sunglasses. And it led us into dropping into a much deeper conversation around style, and I got a sense of his values. And I can often pick up that conversation and continue it simply by what they offer and share based off of a very platonic, very sort of surface-level response. So I'm not a huge fan of small talk, but what I do use is I use the small talk as an opportunity to get into deeper questions. Now, I'm going to also say that some people don't have a sense around timing. I'm not a fan of small talk either. But when someone I've never met who I don't know and, and do not have a rapport with opens up their first question with, 
something like what's your deepest fear or you know what's your you know greatest dream and asks me like these profound questions i find that can also be off-putting because in a way we haven't even warmed up we haven't even uh, gotten to know each other and the depth of that kind of question is almost off-putting so to me the art of relating and the art of being deeply in the listening comes down to really and truly coming from a place of listening to someone's body language, listening to their words, listening to the words beyond the words, you know, asking the asking good questions, but questions that lead to a building of rapport. And then from that place of rapport, you can go into, you know, I think a profound depth. But also based on that listening, always knowing when it's time to exit, you know, I will often ask for someone's contact if I want to follow up. I generally based the type of contact I asked for based off how deep our rapport has been built. So if I've had a relative short-term interaction and it's someone who looks like they're open to continuing a conversation, I'll, I'll often say, I'll, I'd love to get your information. You know, do you use Instagram? You know, Instagram I find to be a less uh, potent ask than a phone number. If it's a business contact, I might ask for their email, again, because email is a lower threshold ask than a phone number. Um, and if it's someone I've built deep rapport with, I'll ask for their phone number or internationally for their WhatsApp. Um, and what I find is that's indicating that I enjoyed the conversation. I often leave with a very humble sort of compliment, you know, it was beautiful to meet you and, and look them in the eye, say something, you know, sincere. And, and hopefully, which was the case yesterday, for example, I came up on the roof to watch the sunset. As I was walking away, the stranger I just interacted with was literally talking to these other two strangers, all of whom, by the way, I made an effort to shake their hand and acknowledge through eye contact before leaving. I overheard them say, oh, great energy, you know, and I think that's the response you want, right? Like, it's not to say I get that response every time, uh, you know, I've definitely had deflating social encounters. But in general, I think if you come from a spirit of giving, if you if you know through your listening when the right time to leave is, and if you do it from a place of uh, and an ethic of giving and an ethic of giving good energy, and you ask questions based on someone's body language, based on their interest. You know, you can tell a lot about per a person based on how they dress. You can tell a lot about a person based on their Instagram profile, for example. What, what do they value? If you look behind the pictures, you can see so much in, you know, are they picturing, picture, uh, posting pictures of travel? Are they posting pictures of their family, of their dog? You know, these are great things to, 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 to communicate about because you know it's already in the interest uh, of, 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 of their come from. It's already, you know, something they deeply care about. And if you can catch people and talk sincerely about something that they already deeply care about, then you're in the zone of rapport. And once you've built rapport, it's, it's, it's a building block and, and it cascades. And, and the amazing thing about that is I think once you have built rapport with folks and they trust you and they feel safe with you, then you're in the context of developing, you know, the basis for great relationship. And not only that, but you open up an entire ecosystem because inevitably they'll have incredible people in their life. And if you're someone they want to have around, you're going to be someone they want to introduce their friends to. So I'm going to go more into this. This is something I'm, I'm working deeply on as I craft my book. But it's a question I get asked a lot about relating in relationships. And so this is, this is the first in a series around the art of listening. If you're looking for a challenge and looking to take this out in the field, what I would say is 
you know, challenge yourself 21 days, go interact with 10 new people. That can be the guy at the bodega or the convenience store just saying, hey, how's your day going? It can be the bus driver, you know, hey, how are you? Anything that's that, that gets you out and starts you building, you know, those first couple interactions of the day may be light threshold, but by lunch, you know, you might say while you're waiting, you know, to be seated, oh, you know, that's a beautiful watch, you know, uh, how did you come upon it? Or, you know, where'd you get it? You know, things like this, or you could ask, you know, and compliment someone around, um, you know, sometimes I'll say, oh, you know, that's a beautiful journal. Do you, are you writing, you know, are you write often? And then I say, oh, well, I'm doing the morning pages. Have you read Julia Cameron's, you know, book, you know, um, and, and then once you start, you're talking about books and favorite books and practices, and that can, that can veer off into all kinds of stories. So by the fourth or fifth interaction, I'm there. And then by the 10th interaction, at the end of the day, I feel so comfortable. And I find that people are actually coming to me because I've established myself to be sort of magnetic. I've opened myself to possibility. So I want to encourage you guys, if you're, if you're open to it, to take that challenge on and to see what happens. And I guarantee if you do that over 21 days, you will have met at least a few people with whom you can build truly life-changing relationship if you make the investment. So with that, I want to thank you guys, sending you so much love. Uh, I'm so grateful for your listening. If you're inspired, please feel free to share this with someone you love that you think will appreciate it. I'm at Michael Trainer on Instagram. I always love comments, feedback. Um, you know, please go ahead and leave a, leave a rating and review if you enjoyed the episode. And uh, and yeah, as always, if there's any topic you want to talk about, you can always hit me up at Michael Trainer, and uh, I try to uh, and and actually do respond to pretty much every message uh, and. I love, love hearing from you. So thank you guys so much. Sending you so much love and talk to you soon to your journey.